Oh yes, it's that time again. It's time for another episode of the Three in One Podcast. Joining us from Columbus, Ohio, by way of Cincinnati, but he still roots for the home team. Give it up for Keith Turner Jr. For the love of God, Bengals, please do not find a way to beat the Ravens. <laughs> Lose, for the love of God. Just do it one more time. And also in the capital city, by way of several other places, it's your boy. They call him the Black John Saunders. Oh, God. It's Malcolm Morgan. What's up, everybody? Everybody. It's a two-on-one special. Yeah. We are without our brother Ian. He might be joining us a little later, but we're going to hold it down. Keith, how are you doing today? Man, you know, Malcolm, uh, I'm feeling good. You know, um, it was a great weekend. I won both of my fantasy leagues um, mm. outside of outside of one other one. We, mm. We'll talk about that in a bit. But, mm. um, but yes, it was a good weekend. Um, yeah. And my, I don't know why my Bengals just decided to win again, but... Anyways, that was stupid. We need to do our get ready. Next week, we'll have our third string quarterback power rankings. <laughs> and second string. It's going to be real interesting. <laughs> it's going to be real fun. Yep. A lot of debate. A lot yep. of heated Man. debate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we have college football playoff games coming up. Yep. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, so they'll be on Friday where those yes. games will be. We have yes. NFL playoff scenarios. We're down to the last week. Yep. And we're going to give some first impressions about the NBA. Uh, but let's start off in the NFL. Yep. Um, let's talk about a couple games from last week. The Browns Ugh. falling to the New Ugh. York Jets. Man. The now juggernaut New York Jets. <laughs> uh, Sam Darnold, you know, fighting for his job. <laughs> um, what? So let's the the big thing in this game. The Browns was out their top three wide receivers Correct. due to COVID. Um, and they didn't find out about that till Friday or Saturday. Yep, they couldn't make the trip. Um, so that obviously had an effect on this game. Yes. It um, did. I don't even know how much we want to take away from this. The Browns are still in it, obviously, for the playoffs. But, yeah. Um, what, what are the Jets doing? Let's start there. What are the I, Jets? doing? I have no idea. <laughs> like, I just don't understand why. Maybe they heard some reports that Trevor Lawrence didn't want to play for them or (laughs) something, but for them to win two games, like, you've been losing all year. Why? Why? Just like my Bengals. No, I get Pittsburgh. Like, I understand we need to beat Pittsburgh. We haven't done it in, like, 11 games. Let's Okay, cool. But why go out and then win again? Like, we're trying – at this point, we're trying to get draft picks. And uh, the Jets, I just – you know, that's just a – what a – what a terrible organization. Like, I wouldn't want to go there either. But, you know, I don't know. They're winning now. Maybe you want to go there, you know? I just don't get it. Like, why? <laughs> why? You could have – you were in the driver's seat to get Trevor Lawrence, a quarterback yeah. who could change the face of your organization, and you give up that to Jacksonville now, who's guaranteed to get that no matter if they lose this week. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, depending – if you win again, you're – well, no, I think the next tier will be fourth. Four wins. Okay, so they're at least a lock to be, you know, second probably. But mm-hmm. still, I just don't understand. I don't know what they're doing. And they're just excited about winning. They were all pumped up. I was just like. Well, you know the coach is happy because he doesn't He doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go winless. Well, I mean, but he don't deserve to be their head coach anymore no. either. Like, get rid of that guy. Well, what? Oh, God. Adam Gase does not need to be anyone's head football coach. Um, and then even if you look at the numbers, Sam Darnold didn't have a great game. 
Um, nope. He had that impressive run where he kind of ran over somebody. But, uh, I mean, the big thing was the Baker Mayfield turnovers. Uh, yeah, that was really bad. And then the defense just laid an egg. Yeah. I got them in fantasy this week thinking, like, okay, they should put give me a solid 8 to 10 points. And they just, I don't know what it was. They weren't getting pass rush. Miles nope. uh, Garrett, like, where were you? Um, it was. Denzel, and I think Denzel Ward was back this game in the secondary. Mm. Just Jamison Crowder and those guys were eating them alive. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. The uh, the Jets receivers aren't bad. No, they're not. They're I actually mean, they actually have a pretty good group. They, of they don't have a number one. Though. Yeah, you no, know they have got, just they've got a bunch of solid guys. Right. Yeah. You know they they lost they lost Roddy Anderson, which they, was big. Yeah. Ro- and Robbie's been good for you know the Panthers. Honestly, yeah. I think he found a good home for him, for himself. But yeah, it's just it was a complete. You know, and I wish Ian was here. I would love to get his take oh, as a Clevelander, but it was just embarrassing. It was yeah. embarrassing for them, even with like. First of all, we don't know how they got COVID, um, and we don't know that story. We don't know if it. It was clearly in the wide receiver room. If right. All three, right? <laughs> we we three don't guys. know if all three went to a club. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, they went with uh, a few of the guys who, uh, you know, James Harden or you know, oh, they'd be they'd be Swaggy fine. P, you know, be, they found someone maybe. They'd be fine. There'd be pictures all over the internet. Yeah, uh, who knows. But, you know, it's just what a bad break for the Browns, who had just gotten a huge break with Pittsburgh losing. Then they lose their receivers and lay an egg. Even without them, I still think they can control the running game, control the clock, defense, win the game for you. But they still could even their run. They couldn't run the ball. No. Um, And then they were behind by so much. They had to pretty much give up on the run game. Yeah. And even with all of that happening, they still had an opportunity at the end to win the game. And then the terrible fumble by Baker Mayfield on the quarterback draw just makes no sense in that scenario. He lost two fumbles that game. Yeah. Two fumbles. And 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 not, and this is the second time he's lost a fumble on a quarterback draw, which look, that's supposed to be a pretty safe. One wow. or two yards you can get. When you start trying to reach the ball out and yeah. things like that, you're in trouble. Jared yeah. Goff, he had a fumble yeah. at the one yard line this past week too. So mm-hmm. it's it's just not good. It's mm-hmm. not good. I mean, when uh, I mean Sam Darnold, I mean, he didn't have the greatest game, he but he did throw two touchdowns. Yeah. Um he threw no interceptions, which was which was critical. Mm-hmm. And uh they didn't turn the ball over. Yep. That's a recipe to, to win a game. And had hundred and thirty one yards rushing. Yep. Now imagine if, if Trevor Lawrence is your quarterback. I mean, they get Trevor Lawrence and they get a, a number one receiver. Um, I don't know. I mean, do they only have one first round pick this year? I think so. I don't know. I don't think they made any trades. So probably. Yeah. So, but if they could get wait, th- where'd they get the Jamal Adams deal? Uh, I don't. Oh, I think they got a first from Seattle, did didn't they? Did they? I think they did. Look that up. Yeah, that's going. Let's let's see what they got from them. But uh, if they did, and you know, a guy like Jamar Chase or. You know, some of these other receivers could Chris be available. Olave. Chris Olave, uh Devontae Smith. Who's who's their tight end? Oh, they've got um oh, I forget their tight end's name. Talk on it for the Jets. I can't remember his name right now. But I mean he's not like incredible. So if Kyle Pitts would be really solid if that's who you were thinking. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, I mean, I I like Jamison Crowder. I really do. I think he's a small uh, receiver who gets the job done. Uh, they have Brashad Perryman. They have Denzel Mims as their other receiver. Is it Barrios or whatever that that dude? They got two there? first round picks in the in the trade oh. for Jamal Adams. Woo-hoo. Oh no, he's a receiver. I don't know who their tight end is. Honestly, I'll take a look at it. Um, so yeah, so this could be a huge draft for them. They can get it. If they can get Trevor, well, they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. So that's already done. So do they get Zach Wilson now? They got a first and third this year and a first next year. 
Um, so, yeah. I, and, it, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Chris Herndon. That's his name. Okay. To me, Trevor Lawrence is the pretty clear number one. Yep. Genera- I think he's a generational type of talent. Yep. But, you know, every team has different draft boards. For sure. I mean, we saw when Baker Mayfield was drafted. Yeah. The Shock Browns the had him at number one. I don't think anyone else was <laughs> no thinking that one at all. Else. Um, so you never know who that they might like Justin Fields more. They might like Zach Wilson more. You never know. Um, and then you know those you can't underestimate those reports that t- that the, he didn't want to go there. Yeah. So yeah, do they, they even can. do they want to even deal with that headache? You know, maybe that's um, why they start winning games. <laughs> like, forget this. Let's right. Just, forget it. We'll still get a top quarterback. Exactly. Not that guy. Um, let's talk about the other. Let's talk about Fitz Magic. Comes comes off the bench, yep. you know. Two is not getting it done. Comes in and and completely torpedoes the Oakland Raiders season. Just ends it right there. Um, and obviously, the big play was the was the clear face mask that he just oh ig- my God. ignored to throw that touchdown, throw that first down pass. And it wasn't. It was even before that. Honestly, uh-huh. on uh, go ahead, Malcolm. I think you're going to ask me a question, but I am so sick. Well, yeah, of well. Raiders. I'll, First, I want to start off with let's start off uh, with the quarterback situation. Yes. Do you think Tua is still the guy? Honestly, I think Fitzmagic is playing better. I think their offense gels more when he's in the game. The only thing that Tua brings that Fitzmagic doesn't at this point is a little bit more, you know, creativity with his feet, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even use it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like the past few years. Fitzpatrick, I'll just say two, he's been solid passing the football. Like, you look at his fantasy stats and all, I'm like, this guy's been playing well. And then Tua comes in and is not great with passing. Um, it's, has a few turnovers. I think their offense runs better with Fitzpatrick right now. Now, when you give to a whole offseason, him being a QB1, you know, getting all them reps, you know, and, you know, I don't know what the offseason may look like this pat, this upcoming year, but – then I'd say, okay, cool. But I think throwing Tua in at this point in time already was not the best idea, just for me. Mm-hmm. But um, but if I'm the Dolphins, I'm rolling with Fitzpatrick. I, see, I do. See, we know we just I, we know the book on Fitzmagic. He gives you a game, and you're like, oh yes, yes. But he and was then, pretty solid all year. Though. He was, but then he has games when you're like, this guy's an NFL quarterback. I mean, like, Patrick re- Mahomes has had some rough games this year. Remember, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> went to Jameis Winston from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, they thought Jameis Winston was an upgrade from Ryan Fitzpatrick. They did, and then you know. Jameis, you know, threw a lot of touchdowns and a lot of interceptions. So <laughs> he basically did the Fitzpatrick, I mean, but better. <laughs> no, Fitzpatrick didn't throw as many interceptions. No, he as did Jameis. not throw as many touchdowns either. That's true. I mean, but when you throw the ball sixty times, maybe you have a shot. I just, I just feel like we we know if Fitzpat, Fitz, Fitzpatrick is at this point. He's 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 good. I think he was good in that moment because a the team believes in him. Yes, the team. He's a veteran. He knows how to play the game, and in short moments like that, he can do that. But as a starter, I, he's just not consistent enough for my taste. And I'd rather if I'm going to ride in the playoffs, if I'm going to ride for the future, I'm, I'd rather go with my young quarterback who's been. Overall, has played better than I thought he would in this situation. I did not think they would be in the playoff conversation when they were talking about bringing him into play. Yeah, um, but he's played solid. The last couple weeks have been rough, but he's a rookie. It's his first year. He is a rookie, and I mean, I said that I would like a guy like to you know earlier in you know a few episodes before. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I just think that what I've seen thus far after a couple of starts is you know like you said he's very young and inexperienced, and this this team 
they believe they have a shot to, you know, really show. And this is the type of team that you wouldn't want to play in the playoffs if they're all healthy mm-hmm. because they have a, they spent a lot of money on their defense. Mm-hmm. They're well coached. Um, and, and they just, their offense just does just enough to get the win. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, I don't know. I think I would roll with the experience if you're trying to win. Um, at this point in time, and, just, and that's just me. I just wish this experience wasn't Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, it's just, it's listen, I get you. It's not the most ideal situation, but I, I, let me tell you this: I would take Fitzpatrick over over uh, Jameis. Well, well, yeah, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, know, obviously, I would, I would take him over. I think you know, Sean Payton would do the same thing too. Uh, absolutely, he, he took Taysom, Taysom Hill, who hadn't thrown a pass. Was like, exactly, you're going to start this week. Yep, yep. So, you know, if I'm the again, if I'm the Dolphins, just go ahead and roll with Fitzpatrick. He's your veteran. See what he can do. And there's been a few plays he's made with his feet that have like shocked me. I was like, oh. Snap. All right. I, All can, right. I can see it already. Everybody's getting hyped up. Everybody on first take and get up is, oh, it's magic. It's magic. And then the. His matchup those four interceptions and the <laughs> Dolphins are eliminated for the playoffs, <laughs> and they were going to be like, "Really? We really oh, thought this was for real?" Oh god! Um, but let's. So the, the Cardinals also lost to my 49ers last week. Yes, they um, did. So we have a situation now where the Raiders and the Cardinals are on the outside looking in for the playoffs. Well, the Raiders are eliminated. Yes, 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 yes. They're completely on the outside yep. looking in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then the and then the Cardinals are on the outside. They need some help to get they in. They do need some help. Um, what's the bigger disappointment, the Raiders or the Cardinals? You know, Malcolm, I, I think I'm going to go with the Raiders um, just because, I mean, you see spurts where they are playing so well. They they should have beat the Chiefs both times they played mm-hmm. them. Um they have the weapons. Now, I mean, they are still missing a, a legit number one receiver, mm-hmm. but Nelson Aguilar has stepped up. Darren yeah. Waller has been incredible the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's small things that have lost them so many games. This past week, if you're Josh Jacobs, don't tell Josh Jacobs to go down when even with a field goal, you're only up one point. Mm-hmm. And even if you leave them 20 seconds, they can get in field goal range. Yeah. If he scores a touchdown instead of sliding, you force them to go all the way down the field with maybe 30, 40 seconds. And then you just, you know, if they score it with that amount of time, right. then you just leave leave that, you know, it is what it is. But the way they lost some of their games in, in critical, like third down, fourth down, like I remember, I think it was a game ago, fourth, a couple third and shorts or in fourth and shorts, they just hand the ball off and get stuffed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's the, it's those type of moments that, you know, the Raiders, you just expect them to be better. And the play calling just was not it. If I'm Oakland, fire your offensive coordinator, whoever that is, because he doesn't deserve to have a job anymore. His play calling has been atrocious. Um I mean, and the defense does, you know, they're not great, but they did enough in most of those games to win. And the offense just didn't, didn't come through. So, uh, it's, it's very, uh, it's very difficult, honestly. Uh, and, and I honestly, like the Raiders fan base deserves, you know, for them to be good. Like my goodness, they've survived a lot of abysmal, brutal years. And, uh, I thought this was going to be the year they're going to make the playoffs and be, and you and I mentioned it, Malcolm, be that scary type of matchup. Like, oh, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to play them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they just choked games away. I mean, that's, it's just the way they played Kansas City. Like, no one else has. No one else, other and, than the Falcons this yeah. past week. <laughs> Good <laughs> well, Lord. But you look at them and you're just like, and then even, even with that, you don't really know how they're doing it. Right. Seriously. It doesn't, it, it kind of boggles your mind why they're doing that. But you, when you see that, you're like, okay. This is a solid, this is a solid team we're looking at. Yeah. And then, you know, they fired their defensive coordinator a couple weeks ago. 
Um, so obviously they were not happy with how the defense was performing. Yeah. Um, but it's also hard to pinpoint what changed because their defense hasn't been has been with their what they are all right, year long. Right. Exactly. Um, and the offense. I mean, even if you look at this game, Derek Carr, uh, twenty one of thirty four, three thirty six, and a touchdown. Yes. Um, no turnovers no from turnovers. him. Josh Jacobs had sixty nine yards on the ground, over five uh, yards carry. Yep. Um, Nelson Aguilar had 155 yards or And most of that was on the 80 yard bomb But you know yeah. we get it um, Darren Waller had 112 on yep. five So you look at the numbers and you're like what, what, What's wrong And that makes you think that is, it, is this an internal thing Is this a um, is, is this a coach Like, Are they just not being coached to be in the right positions And those are the things you got to start looking at yeah. When you look at the numbers and look at the team And not a lot has changed nope. And even earlier in the year they were without Josh Jacobs For a chunk of the season So you kind of gave them a couple but games were, yep. But when he came back he wasn't He was taking a while to get kind of get back into rhythm So you, I, I don't really know what to make of this team Because they overachieved from what I thought They were going to be able to do this year um, And then once we got into the year We thought we had seen them kind of develop a track record As yep. a solid playoff ready team and they just completely collapse i just you just don't know what you kind of scratch your head about what what is this team in real life yeah you feel bad for a guy like Derek carr because he's always been that again middle of the pack quarterback mm-hmm. Jared goff andy mm-hmm. dalton those type, and he looked good this year yeah like i th- i thought from what i've seen uh, i watched a little bit more of oakland this year because i had waller in two fantasy leagues and josh <laughs> jacobs so you know but he made some play. Like, he mm-hmm. looked really good against Kansas City both yep. of those games. In some big moments, he made some good pla- uh, some good plays. But, again, it boils down to the coaching and those those play calls. When it's critical moments, it's third and one, and you've ran the ball three times on third and one, and you do it again and get shut down and then miss a field. Like, those type of sequence of events can't happen for a team like the Raiders, who are still maybe a couple pieces away you can't have that happen. So, you know, it's just so frustrating. And every time I watch this team, I just remember, I think about what this team would have been like if they had gotten Antonio Brown. Yeah. Like if that had worked out, because that's the kind of receiver they need on this team. Absolutely. Is a guy that is a true number one, that Mm -hmm. is a deep threat that can run all of the routes and could be your main guy. Um, what what kind of difference would that make for this offense when you have a guy like him at number one and oh then you have God. Algalar and Ruggs and Waller around that? That is a, just a that, scary. That could have it was the perfect situation perfect for the situation. Raiders. Yep, um, and they kind of got screwed out of that. But they did. It's unfortunate. Um, so unfortunate. And not, we're not going to talk about the Khalil Mack situation. That was. I still for, I forgot that he was actually on the Raiders before. Yeah, I, honestly, <laughs> literally until you just said, it, I was like, oh snap. <laughs> Finesse, oh, John Gruden. Now, I mean, again, I give Gruden credit for the way they play, yeah. you know, for the most part this year, because I think they definitely overachieved as well. Um, but it's just like, man, you, you think you're, you know, you get to a point where you're like, man, this team is like, they may not, I may not say they're a Super Bowl contender, but they're, they may be a scary playoff team. Yeah. And then for them to lose the way they lose. And I mean, it's the same with the Cardinals, too. Yeah. The Cardinals aren't getting blown out. It's just, Terrible and it comes play to those calling. last things at the end of the game. They can't. I mean, even the the big game that they won, the the hail mary. It took a hail mary for hail them mary. to win that game. Yeah. When it comes to the late game situations, they're just not quite there yet. They're not there. And it starts. I think it starts with the coach, and it starts with the quarterback. Kyler is still a young quarterback. Yep. And he still makes young quarterback mistakes he sometimes. Does. He that does. can keep you out of out of games late. Um, and I still think there are a couple. They need they need a better running game. 
Yeah. Um, well, there's some good backs coming out of this draft. Are. So uh, I think they, that I think that's that would be huge for huge. them. Um, to get a good back to be able to take some of that pressure off Kyler, so so him and DeAndre Hopkins don't have to do everything. Arizona, let me tell you something. If Travis Etienne is available at your, I mean, he's worth a first round pick for y'all at this mm-hmm. point. He's going to give you passing, running, and that would make Kyler and Duke Hopkins and all those guys even more dangerous. Forget Kenyon Drake. He ain't. He listen. He is not a game changer. He ain't gonna get the job done for you. Adios. You know. Thank you for your time, Kenyon Drake. <laughs> Gosh, Lee, man. Yeah, I, I I agree that I think the Raiders are the bigger disappointment because I I don't I don't I really didn't expect either. Well, maybe I did expect a little bit more from Arizona. I think um, after they got DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. I thought they would make a leap, but I still still felt that they were still a little young yep. and they're maybe a year away from being that team. Yeah, the defense was and the defense isn't great, either, right? You know, um, but man, yeah, the the way they've ended the season has just been disappointing. But speaking of disappointments, yep, the Washington football team <laughs> released one Dwayne Haskins Jr., <sighs> um, one of your Buckeyes. Yep. Um, don't like to see anybody lose their job, but you can kind of see the writing on the wall with the lack of production on the field and then the off the field stuff that yeah. developed. And this started, we talk, go back to his rookie year. You know, he gets his first start, has a good feeling, but he's out taking pictures with fans and misses the last play of the game where they're taking the knee. Um, and so those little things start happening. See that, and you're kind of like, okay, I've never seen that before. It's a little weird, whatever. Um, but then you start to hear about other stuff, and the, you know, the team went back to Alex Smith this year um, after he'd been gone for what two and a half, three years. Um, what what do we say about the situation? I think it's disappointing because I think we both. I speak for myself. I definitely thought after watching him at Ohio State that he was going to be the best. Uh, Ohio State quarterback in that Urban Meyer era for sure. to for come into sure. the league. I felt like he was really pro ready. Yep. Um, but there's just something between the ears with them. You just you can't quite put your finger on it. But the production isn't there as a player, nope. and then the leadership stuff. I mean, I was I, when they when they told me that they find him for the strip club situation without a mask. He's I don't even know what you're thinking when you're doing that. But they find everything, and then they took away his captaincy. I was like, what, why did they vote him a captain in the first place? Seriously, like I just <laughs> there was nothing captain ish about him at all. Nothing. Um, you know, Malcolm. I just I I hope for the guy for the young man that there's a redemption story that he can get into the right type of program, mm-hmm. have the right type of mentor and coach who, you know, yes, he's going to have to accept the backup role at this point. You're nowhere near ready to be a starter for anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, I think about a guy like a Mike Tomlin or, you know, um another, you know, very experienced coach who, you know, Haskins would have to, you know, really submit himself if you will mm-hmm. right to, to that leadership um and i think that could you know there's there's some teams out there that you know may be willing to take you know him a hey, low risk high potential reward yeah. if you know in a couple years if he develops well enough mm-hmm. um i think you know we didn't see a whole lot of Dwayne because you know there was other good quarterbacks well at least good college quarterbacks mm-hmm. at ohio state um, so by the time it was his turn, like he showed out and we're like, Oh my goodness, this but guy he was the number one. I mean, if he wasn't number one, he was like number two quarterback coming out that year. Well, many believed him to be the one. And I'm so talking they, about coming out of high school. He was the oh, number, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was the number one guy. So when Ohio State got him, 
a they got their first really pro style and he's not a he wasn't a dual threat he was not a he runner was a straight dual duels dual threat i mean uh, excuse me pro style quarterback correct so this was a different look for Ohio State mm-hmm. than they've had over the years. I mean, the closest maybe is JT Barrett. Maybe. Oh no, nah, he ran a ball. Maybe, but he. I mean, they they did run him a lot. But um, I mean, so to see him come out of that system and come into the NFL, the numbers that he put up were just amazing. Just amazing. Now the the postseason success was not there like you would have wanted. Yeah. Uh, but the numbers he was putting up it was incredible for sure. For and sure. from all. From all intents and purposes, everything you looked at, it looked like he was a good kid. He worked hard, did all the right things. Yep. Um, I will say one element that that we forget about, he's actually from Maryland. He was originally committed to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Was supposed to be the hometown kid yep. to go to Maryland, yep. help turn them around. Yep. Um, and so he ends up in D.C. Mm-hmm. D- did him being at home affect him? Being that close to home, being close around some of his friends and buddies that he grew up with, Maybe. did the, the, did the like, ticket demands, thing like that, people being so close to home, did that affect his ability um, and his maturity a little bit coming into that situation in Washington? That's a good point, and maybe so. Who knows? Like, maybe, like, hey, if he went to the Giants, would, would be— We'd be talking about a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't know. But at the end of the day, you're a professional. You're yeah. ex- you have expectations when you get into the league, especially as a quarterback and dare I say a black quarterback. Yeah. You know, um, the margin of error is very small for very. us. Uh, so I, I don't. I'm not going to say I feel bad for him. You know, mm-hmm. he he has made some really stupid mistakes yeah. and has not played well. But I do still hope that, you know, he's not ostracized and that he's not given another opportunity because he has shown flashes, especially when he was at Ohio State, that he could sling the ball, you Mm -hmm. know, if he has protection and some good weapons. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. Uh, But again, some some names like Mike Tomlin or other like established coaches, um, he probably wouldn't be good for one of these young guys, you know, Um, but a a good experienced coach could help him. I mean, yeah, I. I, I wouldn't be mad at seeing him go to Pittsburgh and let him I mean if Big Ben's back, that's a good person to to sit under. Yeah. Um and there's no pressure for him to play. Exactly. Um a team like that. I heard Carolina had some interest in him as well. Uh maybe mm-hmm. working with Teddy Bridgewater. Quarterback skill set wise is probably very similar to Dwayne, who they can run, but they'd rather pass the ball. Correct. Um and right. Teddy's been through some some ad, some um adversity in his Absolutely. career. Absolutely. Um that could be a, a good situation for him. Um Shoot, I mean, even if a team wanted to take a risk, a team like Cleveland, go yeah. there, be the backup. Uh, he can develop behind Baker. Um, yeah, but I think he needs a good, a good like veteran type of quarterback yeah. too. I think, I think uh, Ben Roethlisberger, even Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. um, heck, uh, the Saints with Drew Brees, mm-hmm. um, some of those type of guys that you know could help him, you know, find his identity in the mm-hmm. NFL. Even though I'm not a huge Drew Brees guy, you know. Since, mm-hmm. Ever since what he said, I'm still not necessarily over it. Just saying, three and one listeners, not completely over it because I think he still may believe what he said. But, um, but yeah, you know, I think that would be the best situation for him. Dwayne, I'm rooting for you still, brother. Yeah, I, I still think he has a future. Um, he's just he's got to figure he's got to figure out that that stuff between the ears. Um, and I think there'll be teams interested. He's, he's still young, still really young. Um, he just gotta just gotta figure some stuff out. Yeah, um, sure. But let's talk about these these uh, playoff scenarios. We got the AFC. Mm. Um, as we look at the AFC standings, yep. Um, Buffalo has clinched their division. Yep. Congrats. Kansas City has clinched the division and the first round by, so they're no going to be resting everybody. Yep. Mahomes not playing this week. Yep. Not at all. Um, so Josh Allen, I need you to play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Pittsburgh Steelers have clinched the division. Yep. Um, 
and then the only the other division up is the AFC South. Um, <sighs> yeah, Tennessee wins. They're in. Yep. They don't need no help if they win. They're in. Um, Indianapolis needs Tennessee to lose or tie, um, and they win, or they could tie and Tennessee could lose. Um, Indianapolis could also clinch a playoff berth yep. if they win, or and the the Ravens, Browns, or um, or Miami yep. loses. Correct. Um, and then I'm not going to get to the tight scenarios. Indianapolis plays Jacksonville. Yep. Good that, chance. There's a good chance good they chance win that they win. game. Absolutely. Um, but uh, Tennessee plays Houston. Yep. That's going to be a tough game. It it could be. Yes. As long as, you know, you, you never know. Um, so who, AFC South, just looking at those scenarios, which one of those teams you think wins that wins that division? I think the Titans are going to win mm-hmm. because they just got embarrassed on – was a Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. I think they need a rebound type of game going yeah. into the playoffs. Um, even though I like the Colts' matchup better, I think the Titans will win. Yeah, I think the the Colts just need too much help. So I agree. I think, I think the Titans are going to be AFC South champions. So yep. um, that leaves the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. If they win, they're in. Yes. And they play the, the Bengals. The ba- so they should Bengals. be in. They yep. should. Yep. But the Bengals have been fighting. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, the Browns, um, if they win, they win. They're playing Pittsburgh, but no Big Ben. No Big Ben. Um, Mason Rudolph. Will, yeah, I thought I messed up his name, but yes, it is Mason Rudolph. Yep. And uh, Miles Garrett, I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. He's coming, baby. I think he's going to get like five sacks in that game. <laughs> uh, he might start tackling him on the sidelines. Man. Uh, I would just, if I was Miles Garrett, I would just be taking off my helmet at random points and just swinging in the air just to mess with him. <laughs> Have a basin just warm up. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I'm being honest, I think I think Baltimore and Cleveland are both getting in. Mm. So that leaves just one other spot then. Yeah, and Miami is playing Buffalo. Yep, it's a tough game. It's a tough game. So what do the Bills have? Do, is there? They've already won the division. They yep. can't win the number one seed. They cannot. Um, do they just play hard to get? Miami up out of there. I mean, what's the? I guess there's a lot of risk for them to play. There are some risks. I think um, if if they know they're already in the playoffs. Yeah, this is true. I mean, and there's not really any other seeding changes that can happen because the next team, of course, is Pittsburgh, and then everyone else is only a ten or maybe an eleven win. You mm-hmm. know, so for the most part, they'll play at home until potentially an AFC championship with mm-hmm. you know Kansas City, where they'd have to. You know, travel to to uh, to play the Chiefs. So I don't know. At first, I was thinking that they may have had a shot, um, but they do not. So I don't know. The Bills may not. They may not play honestly. For yeah. real. They, like they may rest Josh Allen and some of those type of guys. I gotta make some fantasy decisions. Well, I mean, fantasy's over, Malcolm. So <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I think I think Miami is going to get in too. I think it's it's just going to be chalk. And so you're saying that the Colts don't get in, which is really unfortunate. It but is yeah. unfortunate. And then River said if they don't get in, he's going to retire. Yeah. Well, probably that's what reports yeah. are saying. Our sources are saying. That. Sources are saying. <laughs> Our sources on the Colts. Um, and then that puts the Colts back in a you know don't want to get too deep into this, but into oh, another tough quarterback situation. Kobe Brissett. <laughs> uh, Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Philip Rivers experience, guys. Yeah. Um, so that's the AFC. Let's look at the NFC. Yep. Um, 
Packers have clinched their division. New they Orleans have. clinched theirs. Seattle clinched theirs. Um, and the Buccaneers have clinched a playoff berth. Correct. Obviously, they did not win the division. Correct. Um, so Arizona, if they win, they're in. And they play the Rams, who also, if they win, they're in. Yeah, well, <laughs> if they no, win or tie. Yeah, because Arizona in. may not get in. Because if, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, oh, no, they should get in. If they win, they're in. If either one of the, whoever wins that game is in. Yes, whoever wins that game is in. Right. Correct. Yeah. But if Arizona. Wait, because. I don't think there's a scenario which they get in if they, there's not a scenario they get in if they lose. Right. But that's what I'm saying. But I th- I thought there was a scenario where even if they did win, they may not have gotten in because of course we still have to get the winner of the terrible NFC East. So that'll be one, two, three, four, five teams already in. Mm-hmm. And then. The Rams and the Bears would make, I believe, six and seven. So I thought, if I and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that even if Arizona wins, um, no, they win. They're in. Okay, all right, gotcha. Yeah, they're at eight and seven. Um, this would make them a tie with, um, make them tied with the Rams, and it looks like they have the tiebreaker. Uh okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, whoever loses that game is is out. There's no other scenarios for them. Um. Oh, yeah, but, well, yeah, I guess, well, because the Rams beat them the first time, 38-28. So, well, hey. This, they must have the other, the point tiebreaker or yeah. whatever, whatever so, the other tiebreakers are. This is going to be a critical game. That's, whew, that's going to be a So, let's talk about that game. Yep. Um, no Jared Goff in this game. No Goff. <sighs> Poor Rams. I, I just, I don't see a scenario where they, I mean, unless, who's this quarterback? I don't know anything about him. I have no idea. <laughs> Nothing about him. Um, he's pretty low on our quarterback. Um, back very, quarterback very records. low. Uh, but, I mean, hey, he can come out and shock the world. He Who could. Knows? Hey, you know, Colin Kaepernick and is the, still out there. And the defense. I mean, they still, the defense is still, they're still solid. Yeah. Um, the, the best, they have the best cover corner in the NFL, Jalen Ramsey. Um, and so if you take, if you're able to, to control Duke Hopkins and make Colin Murray have to make some plays, and if they can't run the ball, um, they don't have to do a lot offensively. They don't. That's true. Um, because, and they still have those, they still got Cooper Cup, they still got Robert Woods, they still got those guys. I, I have a hard time believing in this quarterback who I've never heard of. Same. Um, same. But I will say, if if it's going to happen, it's going to need to be that Rams defense. Well, and first of all, Kyler Murray is not going to be 100%. He just got he, hurt last week. He is game. playing, though. He is playing, correct. But I don't think he's 100%. And he didn't look good last week either. Um, I don't even think he threw – I think he threw one touchdown pass. Or may, he may not have at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bad game for Kyler. The past few weeks has not been great for him. Um, the only hope that the Rams have is that – they force a couple of turnovers and mm-hmm. get really good field position where they can easily capitalize yeah. and have a steady running game. Yeah, which, the running back running game. I mean, Cam Akers has been not great, but he's been solid. Well, and he's hurt, so yeah. I don't know if he's going to be back for this game or not. And then they'll have to depend on Malcolm Brown and Darrell Henderson, which they haven't been great this mm-hmm. year either. So overall, you know, the, the Rams have a shot because of their defense and because Arizona's offense has not been good. Um, the past few weeks, so we'll see. I'm not willing to throw just completely say the Rams have no ch- have no chance, but it'll be it'll be very tough. Their, their defense will have to play very stout, and you know, again, they'll have to have some some things really go their way. We'll see. Yeah, um, let's then the NFC, let's go to the NFC East. Um, two division games to end the end the year in the NFC East. Um, Washington's playing Philadelphia, who was eliminated last week. Um, 
and then New York is playing the Cowboys. And here's the situation. Washington wins. They're in. Yep, that's it. If they lose, they're out, yep. obviously, because they're not getting a wild card space. And then it comes down to the Cowboys-Giants game. Um, and whoever wins that wins division. Correct. Um, I think there's a very strong likelihood that Washington loses that game. Um, Quarterback play again. Yes. Alex Smith did not practice today. Yep. Um, not sure if he's cleared to play yet, uh, but their pa- backup is Taylor Heineke, I believe. Yeah, Heineke. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, who is really weird that Ron Rivera has just grabbed all of his old quarterbacks, except for Cam <laughs> Newton in Washington. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Allen was his quarterback. Yep. Um, so, and then Philly, Deshaun Was- Deshaun Jackson came back last he week did. and caught, had a, caught a touch huge play. Yep. Um, and Jalen Hurts, you know, he's. They obviously didn't win last week, but he's been solid. He's been solid. He did make a couple rookie mistakes, but um, I, I'm going to hold to my prediction. I said the Cowboys are going to win the division, um, not because I felt super strongly about it, but just because this division sucks. It is really bad. And why not just go completely crazy with our predictions and go back to what we originally thought was going to happen? All right, all right, all right. Seriously. Um, um, so, so my prediction is that the, uh, is that the um, Redskins lose – Football Cowboys team. Win. You're football right. Team. Washington football team. Can y'all please get a mascot? This is ridiculous. Every time I see WFT, I'm just like, who is that? They got to try to buy uh, it from the guy who trademarked them just all. Just be something else. I don't know what to tell you. Be the Washington Joe Gibbs. Um, oh, yeah, God. the Washington Redskins, I, I think, lose, and then the uh, Cowboys get in. What you think? Uh, I'm going to stay true to my pick in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um <sighs> Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. Washington did not play well last week. Um, they had a tough, you know, tough game. But I think and Antonio Gibson, you get a healthy dose of him going. And, uh, you know, the defense will make some solid plays. I think they'll do just enough to squeak by and uh, get in. So I'm going to go with Washington. I'm going to keep – stay hold to my pick. Um. So the, here's the other interesting scenario. So the Packers – have clinched their playoff berth. Yep. But they have not clinched the first mm-hmm. round by. There they, it is. They win or tie. They clinched the the number one seed and the only buy in the NFC. Yep. But they're playing the Chicago Bears. Exactly. Who are also playing. But if we go by our per, if we go by our predictions or if we go by, you know, the, the whole field, Chicago can get in if they win or Arizona loses. Correct. They can get in. Correct. Um now we we already predicted that Arizona's gonna win. Um, how hard do you think Green Bay is going to be fighting for this number one seed? Wait, we did not predict Arizona was going to win, but um, we did against uh, against. Well, oh, you didn't say you, you think the Rams? I I said I'm. Bro, that offense has not been looking good, man. No, but I have no idea who this quarterback is. I don't know who's who's going to win that game. Honestly, <laughs> I I can't even. I want to trust Arizona so bad. Yeah. I really, really do, but if they. Anyways, uh, but yes, go back to you. You were saying Chicago, they've got. I don't think they're going to beat Green Bay because I think Green Bay is going to come out and actually play because they want that number one spot. Um, So then it's going to come down to if they get in, if Arizona loses. And Green Bay can also clinch if Seattle loses. Um, And if the Saints lose, right? um, I don't think the Saints matter. It doesn't matter for their scenario. Mm. New Orleans needs. Needs um needs to win. They need Green Bay to lose, and they need Seattle to win. 
I thought they needed Seattle to lose. They need Green Bay to lose. Yeah, they definitely need Green Bay to lose yeah. because then they would probably take over that spot. Yeah. Well, record. I, I don't. I'm not sure why that affects them that way, but I guess it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. got nothing. Yeah, I don't know. All these different weird scenarios yeah. and all those type of things. Who? <laughs> but yeah. I will tell you this much: Green Bay is going to be playing. New Orleans is going to be playing. Seattle is going to be playing because they all have a shot. At that number, in New Orleans, has Carolina. Yep, so that's a win um, probably for them. But how hard are you playing? Because you're already in the playoffs. You are. That's, that's the other thing. You but, don't imagine you go into that game and you and you win, but Aaron Jones blows out a knee, or Aaron Rodgers gets a concussion, right, or something crazy. Well, that's the thing. It's hard, man, because at the end of the day, like getting one extra week of rest and having home field throughout the playoffs. It's crucial, especially unless you don't, unless you lose one of your main guys. Yeah, and, then, and that's the and that is the risk, and that's yeah. the risk that a lot of these teams are going to have to, you know, yeah. play with this year because there's so much on the line, and especially with COVID. Could you imagine if someone gets COVID right now and then they have that extra week, mm-hmm. they get to play? Yeah, but if they don't have it, they may be out without some players. It's just crazy, man. It's madness. It's madness. Um, I'll say, man, this is tough for Chicago. <sighs> It's a tough, tough situation for them to be in. They were probably hoping, okay, we, we just and if they had they, they've been playing better with Mitchell Trubisky back they at have. quarterback. They have um, been and Matt Nagy not calling the plays. Yeah, amazing how that happens. Um, well, David Montgomery, he's really, yes. really helped them out a lot. Thank you, David Montgomery. Yes, yeah, right, right. Um, man, I, I don't know how to call this one. Um, I think New Orleans wins. Yep. Um, my gut, it's at Chicago. Um, it's Green Bay's at Chicago. Who's and Seattle's playing San Francisco? Who's going to be playing whoever is still standing? Right. Um, <laughs> at this point of the year, I think Seattle should win. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think Green Bay wins. I'll yep. just say that. Yep. Um. Which, if Chicago loses, that means you, and you said Arizona's going to win. That means you have Chicago out. Yes. Okay. And that means the Rams would be in. Yes, correct. Which I do. We know how long golf is out. Uh, no, we don't. Because with that, that's a team in the AFC. That's a team I wouldn't want to play with that defense. The NFC, correct. And the NFC, I would not want to play Aaron Donald and and Jalen Ramsey in a one game situation. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, because you, you still don't know what golf you would get. You yeah. Know? So I would I would take my chances with the Rams uh, over like. A Bucks team that's gotten hot recently, you know. Have they been hot? I mean, they were hot that one game. Who they who they blow up? They just blew out Detroit. Yeah, it's Detroit though. And then, well, and again, you think about like the, the game before that. They did not play well in the first half, yeah. and where it's completely hot the second half. Yeah. Like they they've strung together, you know, five solid quarters. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. They may yeah. be getting hot at the right time. So Sunday should be an exciting day. Yes, um, it will be. And we know there's going to be something that we didn't expect to happen. Yeah. Somebody gets COVID. Someone I don't know. A huge upset. You Somebody know. gets caught out at a house party with James Harden. Who knows? Um, but we may have a live show maybe on Sunday. We'll let you guys know. Yeah, we'll let it's holiday go. season. We'll let you guys know as we go. Um, let's talk about college football playoff. Yep. Um, first game: Alabama versus Notre Dame. Um, we've pretty much Keith has been um, predicting this game since we were talking about it as <laughs> being a possibility in the playoff before it was official. Good God. Um, what does Notre Dame need to do to win this game? 
And don't say everyone on Alabama get COVID. (laughs) Malcolm, they've got to get some extra virgin olive oil. Uh, They may need some sage. They need to try anything at this point. Uh, But, (laughs) oh, my God, Notre Dame. Um, Here's here's what they did against Clemson that I think they will need to do again. They've got to control the clock and control the final possession with the running game. Absolutely. They've got to find a way to get that running game going. Yep. Um, If they can do that and keep Mac Jones and Devontae Smith off the field as much as possible. Correct. And let their defense not be playing, not play from behind, not get winded and really wear on that Alabama. Then they've got a shot, but that that's going to take them really being disciplined and really controlling the game. And then when Ian book gets his, his number called, he needs to be accurate and on time. Well, and those receivers need to make some plays as well. Like I saw quite a few drops the past few weeks for Notre Dame, which is not good when, you know, you're already just lucky to be in the position you're in in the first place. And, so, you, and then you need you need a defensive touchdown. You need a special teams touchdown. You need to turnover manufacture yeah, because that that Bama offense with Devontae Smith and Najee Harris is coming. I think it's the most dangerous we've seen of Alabama. I mean, and they don't even have Jalen Waddle. And they don't even have Jalen Waddle. That yeah. offense is that potent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, honestly. They've got to be able to run the ball, keep the ball out of, you know. I mean, it's, it's the same thing with the, with the NFL, right? You play a team like the Chiefs, you've got to keep the ball away from them. Atlanta yeah. did a great job keeping the ball away from them, for the most part, this past week, um, and then frustrated him enough to where they had a shot to win the game. Missed a field goal It is what it is. So, I mean, I think you have to have that same type of recipe for Notre Dame. Keep the ball out of their hands, have long, sustaining drives mm-hmm. that— score touchdowns you mm-hmm. can't have too many field goals against Alabama yep. that's not gonna get the job done for you and I just think that's too tall of a task to ask this Notre Dame team who again got blown out by Clemson like I like I predicted mm-hmm. and dare I say would have happened probably the first time as well if Trevor Lawrence played so that's all I'm gonna say <clears throat> so what's your what's your score prediction you don't have to give me the number but if you was gonna give me the spread uh I've got Alabama by 28 <clears throat> I think it's a yeah two or three score game. Yep. Um, let's go down to the one we really want to talk about: Clemson, oh, Ohio State. Chris Olave <sighs> was back at practice today for the yes. first time. Thank you, Jesus. How ironic that the <laughs> that the timing that the Big Ten put forward gets him back on the field two days before the game. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you knew it was going to happen. We all knew. We it. knew it was going to happen. Of course, they didn't pick that number seventeen out of <laughs> just randomness. When did he get it? <laughs> 17 sounds great actually. Yeah right that's, that's, when we, that's when we caught it um, What does Ohio State need to do to win this game? Uh, okay so First of all We've got to be creative with our play calling Again I think Ryan Day did a Great job of this last year um, Clemson's defense is not as Not as good as it was last year mm-hmm. We saw that against Notre Dame you know we have got to be able to run the football well. If Trey Sermon, now he's not going to have the same type of game he had against <laughs> God, Northwestern. Yeah. If that happens, then like <laughs> Venables, we're going to be like, were you high? You know, what, was this like? Well, a, if that happens, where was this all year long? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that too. But also remember, we were playing Master T, you know, some, some parts of the year, which was just not a great idea. But, um, but yeah, we, we've got to be able to, we've got to have great play calling and our offense has got to be consistent because we're not going to get, an, we're not going to get a whole lot of stops against this Clemson offense, mm-hmm. um, unless they just have self, you know, self sustained turnovers or, you know, injuries mm-hmm. or whatever. 
uh, they're going to score some points. They've got mm. Travis Etienne. They've got you know some decent receivers. Mark Rogers is a monster. Exactly. So they're going to score, but we've got to be able to be consistent on offense. And like we like we learned last year, we've got to score touchdowns. We can't be in the red zone at the two or three yard line and only get field goals. Um, I just don't feel as good about this year. Um, last year I felt. I was like, okay, I was still concerned, but the way we came out and played, I was like, okay, great, we got a shot. I'm very concerned this year, um, and I, I don't have a whole lot of expectations um, about this team because I don't know what Ohio State team we're going to mm-hmm. get. So, yeah. This is by far the best offense they will have played. For sure. Possibly the best defense? I no, don't know. definitely the best defense, for sure. Yeah. Um, and so with that in mind, this Clemson offense is just, it's a complete offense. They yes. have the best quarterback, the best running back. It may be the most complete receiving core mm. if you look at the whole group. Maybe not the top end talent isn't the same as like Alabama. I think Alabama's offense is more more potent right now. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Um, but I'm talking in terms of their. I think their complete receiving core one through fi- one through four or five. Sure. I think is really really solid. I get you. Um, Trevor Lawrence isn't going to hurt. Isn't going to hurt himself as much as other guys have. And Justin Fields has not looked sharp in, not. The, in against the better teams that they've played this year. He and none not. of them are as good as as Clemson is. Nope. Um, so if they're not sharp, if if Justin isn't playing at a high level, um, and they get off to a slow start, I think that could be the harbinger for a rough game for Absolutely. them. Um, he Agreed. can't. He cannot turn over the ball like he did no. in, against Northwestern against nope. this team because nope. they're gonna. They're not gonna get. They're not gonna hurt themselves and not score. Clemson is gonna score. Um, and so that's the big thing. That's a, that's a lot of pressure to put on your on your offense. And then this Ohio State defense, particularly in the secondary, has not been very strong nope, this year. Not at all. Um, so if they're not if they're not going to be able to control those wide receivers, I think it's going to be a long. night. It could be a long night potentially. Yeah, it absolutely could be. Um, but you know, it's a one game scenario. You know, Ohio State has heard all of the chatter all over the last last two weeks about how they don't deserve to be there. They're the eleventh ranked team. Yeah, Dabo yeah. Sweeney. Dabo, why would you even do that? Right. I mean, just fueling the fire, Dabo. Man. Just bulletin board material, man. Calm down. Um, but I, I expect Clemson to win it. I think it's going to be at least by a couple scores. I've got Clemson by 10. Um, but you're right. I think, you know, if we have a slow start, and that was the key. Last year, we had we got off to a really mm-hmm. quick start and could have went up 28 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And instead, I believe it was only 14 or 17. And so, you know, um Gosh, yeah. I just this defense has just been very brutal this year in big games, yeah. at least. And so. here's my advice to every playoff team: if you're up, don't at play like you're up. Don't play like keep you're up. Your foot you on the pedal. Better keep your foot on the gas because these teams have gotten to this point for a reason. Yep. If you let them hang around, they'll get confident, and the things that the things will start going against you. Whether it's a it's a turnover, whether it's yeah. a, a questionable penalty, those things will start to turn against you. It just yep. it ha- it's the nature of of sports. Yep. So all everybody listen, yep. heed these words. Heed them. Talk Keep it, your foot on the gas. Say it, Reverend. Yes. If you're up fifty, try to go up seventy. <laughs> if you're up seventy, try to go, go up hundred. Right. Exactly. So say, Urban would tell you this. Urban did it all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're up twenty five. All right, we're going to try to double them up this quarter. Yep. Like we're just going to put our foot on the gas. Yep. So do not mess around with these teams. Yep. Um, That's true. Let's talk quick, t- quickly about the Heisman. We did get our Heisman finalist: um, Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, um, Kyle Trask. And Trevor Lawrence, real quick, who's your winner? Uh, Mac Jones. 
I think it's trash just because I think uh, Jones and Smith are going to pull votes from from each other. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, it's nah. tough. It's tough when you're there with one of your teammates. Yeah, well, Trask isn't helping himself right now, he but is, uh, he is not. <laughs> but hopefully, the majority of the votes are already. Well, uh, hey. and his numbers are. I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. For sure. This I mean, year. they they do. But my con- my concern for him is, you know, and this is the same with the college football playoff is. Mm-hmm. How how are people viewing this SEC championship? It was mm-hmm. dominant. They were dominant all year. And even though Mac Jones didn't have um, the the same numbers, he was close. I mean, like mm-hmm. he, I think it was number five in touchdowns or yards, something like that. How do they view the fact that this was also an SEC championship winner in dominating? You know, type of. Fashion? I don't know if that matters in the Heisman, and they weren't, and they weren't dominating that came down to the last possession it did but uh, the game didn't flow as if it would come down to just one possession but trash trash put up his numbers in that game yeah i mean he did he did for sure he was playing from behind and they Mm -hmm. you know hey he he put himself in some better situations but uh you know my thought it would just be mac jones Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be if i'm being honest if i was picking the most deserving guy i think Devontae smith is should win but it's just it's tough for a wide receiver to win it when mac jones and kyle trask are putting up those type of numbers and trevor lawrence is who he is yeah of course um it's it's weird to think he's never as good as he's been for as long as he's been there he's never won a heisman it's been bad situations for him yeah bad situations absolutely i mean who won it last year joe burrow yeah joe burrow i mean and that was a easy easy yeah i mean easy no one was having any issues guessing and then was it jalen hurts and then um and then kyler murray kyler murray before that so it's just like (laughs) man just no so sorry lincoln riley produces the quarterbacks um heisman let's talk a little bit about nba first impressions um we're a week into the season is it a week yeah, I guess Christmas. Gosh, Christmas feels like it was. A I thought it was like ago. I thought it was like two weeks, right? Uh, it started the twenty second, so it's oh, okay. a little over a week. Yeah. Um, any first impressions you got from the early action? I'll start off. Uh, the Orlando Magic are undefeated right now. Yeah, that is a surprise. Four, no, now they've played the Washington Wizards twice yeah. in, the, in the Oklahoma City Thunder, so with a grain of salt. But Markel Fultz averaging over 18 points a game and six assists. I'm really happy to see him starting to become a little yep. bit of the player that yep. that we had thought he would be. He got that extension um, this offseason. Yep. And he's come out and looked more, he's looking, starting to look more and more like that guy who was who was projected to be the number one overall pick when he came out. Correct. He's getting that confidence back. And I think being in Orlando, not in, it, not in Philly where they drafted him number one and that pressure was on him. I think that's huge. Um, and then the other thing um a trend. There's a lot of the teams that were at the top that were in the playoffs last year that have got off to slow starts, and I think that's to be expected. Yeah. Um, you see Denver at one and three, Lakers at two and two. I'm not at all worried about them. Um, the Raptors at zero oh and three. Um, it's a little bit of a surprise, but some of these teams are getting off to a slower start. They didn't play as many preseason games. They're probably trying to slowly roll out, especially for the Lakers. I know they're trying to slowly roll in. Um, LeBron and AD. Yep. Because um, you know the season for them just ended less than a month ago. So yep. um, that's going to be something to monitor as we go, especially deeper in the season. Um, are these younger teams going to try to get up early, get into playoff position, and then we see those veteran teams kind of slide up and into the position that we think they're going to be in? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, you know one thing to keep an eye on is the Nets losing Dinwiddie. Yeah. I think that was yeah. that's crucial. Uh, I mean, because when they had everyone, my goodness, they destroyed the Warriors. 
Um, the Celtics kept it close, and then they just demolished them mm-hmm. the second half. You know, and on, then Kyrie and, and KD, I think next the next game after that, or they there was a back to back that they didn't play the second game of. Right, so I, they lost to the Hornets. I know KD played played in that game against the Hornets, mm-hmm. but um, but they looked they looked really good mm-hmm. with with everyone. You know, uh, putting it together. The Cavs were three and one. <laughs> now we're not. They played we're, the Knicks twice. Right, we're not we're not <laughs> going you know too too much into that. Um, there was one other team. Oh, the, the Heat are off to a just a okay start as well. You know, they're two and two. Um, but yeah, like you said, Toronto not winning a game yet. You know, like I said, Van Vliet getting all that money and him just not being, you know, he's not a, a one guy mm-hmm. that, uh, it, and that, that could come back to haunt them, honestly, mm-hmm. especially with the amount of money they gave him. And this is a team too, you know, two years ago, they won the championship. Last year they had, um, they were in the playoff, in the bubble, and in the playoffs. Um, maybe a little fatigue here, maybe um, with the short off season. Um, I think they'll be there eventually. Um, I, I'd want to see. You know, I'm, I, I try to look at like the the plus minus numbers. Yeah, that tells you a little bit more about a team, especially as you get deeper in the season and you get more of a. Even if their record is a certain way or their playoff position is a certain way, you look at their plus minus. That tells you something. Yeah. Um. So Toronto, I, I want to see a few more games with them. They're still trying to figure some stuff out without Serge, without Marcus Sol. Yep. Um, but they still have some talent, and I think they, they've got some veterans. I think they'll eventually – they'll be there at the end. Um, but I definitely did not expect them to be 0-3. Yeah, no, I did I definitely did not. And the laughing stock of the NBA right now, honestly, is the fact that the Clippers without Kawhi lost by 50 points. Yeah. How embarrassing. I mean, like, even the Cavaliers game, you know, Cavaliers teams without LeBron, like, it was still at least a little competitive. It wasn't like a 50-point blowout. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, and people are giving them passes. And I'm just like, guys, this is the NBA, and they lost by 50. Yeah. A college team may lose by 50 to an NBA team. Like, what in the world is going on? Uh, it'll, it'd be more than 50, it, college versus the pros. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to make the point that that's embarrassing. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Clippers. I'm, yeah. I wish Ian was here to defend his Warriors take because they did not look good <laughs> the first couple games. They've, they've even at that two and two playing some bad teams and winning. Yeah. But those first two games, they did not look <sighs> the good. The Nets at put all. them on skates. And then who they played the second game? Um, was it the Bucks? It was some, yeah, I think so. They just got destroyed again. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a long, anybody who thought they were going to make the playoffs, uh, it's going to be rough. Yeah. Um, so that's it for today. Let's let's get to our parting words. Good gracious, we're watching this Oklahoma Florida game. Um, oh, he's gonna get caught. Oh yeah, he he ran out of gas. Um, mm. Oklahoma mm-hmm. is has opened up the floodgates against Florida. Um, Florida is playing without anybody that matters. They've had they had. I looked it up after <laughs> after we talked. Keith, they had thirteen players. <sighs> no wonder they had like f- six that opted out, seven that were out for COVID or injuries. And this is the uh, game, one of the games I was looking forward to. Yeah. And, you know. When I saw the game, I was like, oh, that could be good. I was like, or everybody could just decide they're not playing. Exactly. <laughs> and they kind of got screwed. But anyway, um, let's get to our parting words. Keith, what are your parting words for the people on tonight? Uh, I want to just, you know, encourage my Buckeyes, you know, hey, just go and, and you know, leave every marble on the table. It's a revenge game. Y'all know what happened last year. You don't have to be reminded. Justin Fields, you know, was just talking about it with ESPN. Let that and let Dabo Sweeney's words feel the fire. He has y'all at number eleven. Like, go ahead and at least give us a solid game. Um, 
it's going to be tough for you all to win. But, hey, if you put everything together in four complete quarters together, we could be on our way to a championship game with Alabama, which would not be any more fun at all anyway. So, <laughs> but, hey, it would be good to get some revenge against Clemson. We have not beat them in the playoff system yet, and we should have last year. So go out there, give it everything you got. Justin Fields, what you got, bro? What you got? You've been waiting all year for this game. You fought to get your season back. You got a season back, and now you have a chance. What are you going to do with it? Let's see what you got. My parting words. Um Go to the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, mm. Played in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Mm-hmm. I know we have some Dukes Mayo fans in this oh, house. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. Um, beat Wake Forest. Um, you know, it, it's been a tough year for Wisconsin. They had a couple games canceled because of COVID. Um, obviously, didn't get to the Big Ten Championship game this year. <laughs> um, I know where this and, is going. <laughs> you know, they're excited. They win the, they win the Dukes Mayo Bowl. And their starting quarterback drops the trophy in the <laughs> locker room and it shatters into a jillion pieces. Oh, man. Um, gotta love the exuberance and the excitement. Hate that you destroyed the trophy. Man. <laughs> Reminds me of, I believe it was, it was the Houston Rockets when they went back to back championships. One of their championships, somebody dropped the trophy um, during the parade. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously broke the trophy. Of course. And didn't someone break the, uh, when it used to be the BCS National Championship? Yep. We wasn't that, that crystal ball? Yeah. That So, guys, <sighs> at this bowl season, National Championship, please be careful with these trophies. It looks like the, the new National Championship trophy is not made of glass. Correct. So it shouldn't be as breakable. But, guys, be careful with your celebrations. You cannot, you cannot throw this uh, trophy on the ground and expect it to survive. No. Um, no but no shout problem. out to Wisconsin. You guys are really excited, and now you don't have a trophy to show. Um, oh, God. And, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. The last three and one of 2020. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Malcolm has won our fantasy league. Oh, Let's that's right. It out. Let's give it up to Thank him. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, for all of you who listen and who do play fantasy football, I'll just give you two names that Malcolm had that single handedly won him the championship. First of all, Alvin Kamara. Who won many of you guys' fantasy yes. championships? Thank you, Al. And Devontae Adams. Yes. Both of those two were basically 100 points combined. Yes. It was incredible. Um, and I had Patrick Mahomes and David Montgomery late, who just. Yep, turned it on. Turned it on. I just like to call myself the black uh, Ozzie Newsome. I'm just out here <laughs> just wheeling and dealing, getting my team together. What a way to end the year, guys. Huh. Doesn't matter how you do in the regular season. It's all about the playoffs. Yeah, I see. So, from Columbus, Ohio, by way of Cincinnati, give it up for Keith Turner Jr. Go Bucks, baby. Go Bucks. Win or lose, go Bucks. And here in the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. They call me the Black Ozzy Newsome. Fantasy champion, Boomer Sooner. That's it for this week's episode of 3 in 1 Podcast. <laughs> we'll see you all next year. Happy New Year.